See the relics and hear the stories through the eyes and the voices of the individual soldiers who endured so much for the cause of freedom and, and their unrelenting devotion to the Constitution of the United States. The moral North Star for all of us in uniform. It is that document that gives purpose to our service. It is that document that gives purpose to this museum. And we in uniform are willing to die to pass it on to the next generation. In it are the ideas and the values that make up this experiment called the United States of America. And the motto of the United States Army for over 200 years, since 14 June 1775, the motto has been, this we will defend. And that this refers to the Constitution and to protect the liberty of the American people. You see, we are unique among armies. We are unique among militaries. We do not take an oath to a king or a queen, a tyrant or a dictator. We do not take an oath to an individual. No, we do not take an oath to a country, a tribe, or a religion. We take an oath to the Constitution. And every soldier that is represented in this museum, every sailor, airman, marine, coast guardsman, each of us will protect and defend that document regardless of personal price. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. That is General Miley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, speaking at the time, speaking to... Uh, some believe directly to Donald J. Trump. This was three months ago. This was General Miley's response to uh, players being moved around at the very tail end of the president's administration, President Trump's administration. And there was a lot of confusion as to why that was happening. Was the president going to actually concede if he, in fact, lost uh, legitimately? If we had not experienced a coup of epic proportion, this was the general setting the stage for, hey, I know you're moving players around on the board. We're putting you on notice that according to our oath as the United States military, all branches of service, we are not beholden to you. We are not beholden to a tribe. He even said to a country. We are beholden to and have sworn an oath with our blood to the Constitution of the United States of America. I'm bringing this to your attention today because there's a disinformation campaign lurking online, and it's going to be coming from people who you trust. 
I have got to set the stage for you because some of you are upset with me on Telegram. I got to tell you, there's, there are distinct audiences across social media platforms, which are very fascinating to me. And they've got to be fascinating to our enemies. I mean, it just has to be fascinating. And, and who, what do I mean by our enemies? People who gather information about you to use it against you for your detriment. Every picture of your grandchild or your prom or your spaghetti dinner, which I mentioned last night, every selfie you take, every journal entry you load, every secret group you think you have, every private secret conversation you think you've signed up for, someone is perusing, otherwise spying on you, And you give them permission to do so. And many of us have told you this is happening and you're still on there anyway because they've conditioned you to relate to other people through their platform. They are using your love against you. They are using how God wired you for fellowship and relationship against you. Greatest line ever in the Green Mile, John Coffey is sitting there in that field with those two beautiful blonde babies who had been raped and murdered by a psycho. And they pinned it on him because he was found in the field holding them crying to the heavens because of what had happened to them. And the psycho that killed them was gloating about it in prison. And he tells people, I told him, if they if they if the other one screamed that that I would kill their sister. I'd kill the other they were twins, little girls. And what did he do? What most monsters do who rape and pillage and, and, and murder innocent people, especially pedophiles, if you tell anybody I'm gonna come back and get you. So he threatened them with their love. And he says that. He killed them with they love. He killed them with a love. He used a love against them. And that's what's happening to you, America. I, I, You're upset with me because I've said bullshit on Telegram. It is absolutely, unequivocally mind-blowing that the country is, is literally in the hands of homicidal maniacs. By all accounts, I have no evidence that the military is in charge of this country other than what I see. And so I have my suspicions. But let's just go with, let's just assume that this straw man administration, notice I didn't say presidency, nor will I, because I'm not going to bow to a lie. And you shouldn't either. Not even in jest, not even mocking. It's not funny. You're going to think it's cute when you've got a million other voters in this country with all kinds of issues and gang elements and MS-13 and murders and rapes. I can't even drive down I-285 in Georgia without the prospect of someone shooting at someone else, if not me. I mean, we live in the wild west right now in Georgia. Not only are we communist occupied from the executive branch down and laterally and horizontally and vertically and everything in between. 
but we are overrun with criminals in the city of Atlanta. It is unbelievable. So I'm not going to submit to a lie. I'm not going to justify a lie by agreeing with it, even through mockery. It's not funny. Our memes are not going to get us through this. I now granted humor is as a medicine. I get it. I just encouraged you the other night to go watch Undercover Brother, which is hilarious because it just it just spits in the face of all this social correct crap from Obama that just needs to be flushed down the toilet along with his abysmal ad, administration, more like a political holocaust. Look at us. We had four years of prosperity and wheat in the fields and celebrations and opportunities and unity just coming out of the slavery of an Obama administration for eight years. And look at us now. I can't even say the word bullshit without you guys losing your Jesus-loving minds because I used an expletive. What does that tell you? I wouldn't care. Some of you hate Democrats so much that if they came to rescue you in a burning building, or Democrats hate Trump supporters so much is really more like it, that if, if, if you came into a burning building to save them, they would look at you and say, leave me. That is mental illness. That is spiritual sickness. And some of us are sick in our spirit. Some of you are. And how do I know? Because I go to respond to a gentleman who I've never followed in my life, and I will now, to make sure that whatever you guys are eating that he keeps putting down is is substantiated. You know why? Because although I love Jesus and I say the word bullshit, I love you. I might be offensive to some of you, but I'm out here taking hits for all of you. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I was created for such a time as this. So here I am. I'm not a martyr at all. I signed up. I absolutely signed up for this. So here's what Amir Sarfati says on his, I'm trying to find it. You're going to love this. <laughs> Anytime someone says this, you need to turn the channel. Uh, Amir says he, he is a, a, he's Israeli, very handsome man, uh, Christian, Christian. See that that's what hooks a lot of you, especially if you're following me, because a lot of you started following me because you follow Lynn, because Lynn Wood, you know, uh, recites the Bible and, and, and shares his faith with you. And you guys are like, oh, that's wonderful. And we align with the word of God too. And let's all grab onto Jesus. And that's wonderful. That's exactly who we should be grabbing onto right now. But anytime you do it through a person and you erect that person into golden calf status, you have just crossed a line, America, that is really hard to come back from. And there are severe consequences for that in the spirit realm. I'm just going to tell you, I've lived it. I've done it. I have to guard against it myself. But this man, Amir Sarfati, again, handsome, 
speaks the truth. He's Israeli. This is what he posts on his Telegram account. You ready? From sources I can't expose right now. That should have been your first clue. I can tell you that the Pentagon ordered all armed forces, ordered all armed forces in the United States to hold special seminars on the January 6th Capitol Hill events and demand complete loyalty not to the Constitution, but rather the current administration. This is fake news. Every single military friend, and I work with a lot of military people. Every single person I've read this to has literally laughed out loud and could not believe it. And said, you do understand that anyone who is commanded to take an oath to any individual, hopefully General Miley will stand by what he said to President Trump now with a straw man Biden. Hopefully the same rules apply, General. I hope so. As a man of valor and honor who said that you took a vote, an oath to the Constitution, not to a man, not to a country, not to a tribe, not to an ideology, but to the Constitution, hopefully that same oath applies no matter who is in office or in a fake office even. I have to believe General Miley would honor the same oath irrespective of who was sitting in a fake Oval Office or on a set of a, of a movie set or in the real Oval Office. But I want to get back to this Amir. I've never read anything uh, of Amir's. He has over 37,359 subscribers to his channel. Most of you love him so much that whenever I brought you the truth that that is not who our military, our military would never stand for that. They would never stand for taking an oath to a person, to an administration. Matter of fact, my military guys are like, we would have actually walked out of the room. Because at that point, it's over. Like, there, there, there's, no, there's no command at that point. Because the whole thing's gone rogue. And many of you are being hunted right now as conservatives because you're patriots and you keep using the word patriot online and there are AI algorithms that, you know, that tabulate how many times that word's being utilized and by whom and you are flagged. And you're being hunted for using the word patriot. And when I say hunted, I mean digitally. Some of you have been visited by the FBI because you were, you happen to be in the area in Bank of America and the great communists they are decided to give over your banking records to a three-letter agency who has zero business rifling through your banking records to come harass you about your whereabouts on January the 6th. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It should outrage you. That we watched, I watched, literally watched my city burn a quarter of a mile from my house. My drugstore looted. My grocery store, looted. Broken into my UPS store, looted. Things burned. Animals running all up and down the streets. Were they 
anyone arrested was immediately released. We live in a lawless society. And here's what sucks about all of this, not just the fact that it's lawless and the Bible told us that in the latter days, because of lawlessness, men's hearts would fail them and they would wax cold. Wax. Think about that. But I have to believe that by the power and the heat of the Holy Spirit, that whether I say BS or not, and you're so offended, that by the power of the Holy Spirit and the heat that comes with God Almighty himself can can melt the wax off of our hearts. And I'll tell you this, I may say BS, and I may have a potty mouth that needs bar of soap sometimes, and there's no joke about that, and I actually talk to God about this a lot, especially lately. It's not something I'm proud of. I don't make fun of it. I used to. But it is it is something I do, and I am in battle at the moment. I'm doing a lot of spiritual battle on behalf of a lot of different people and things, not the least of which is you. So you will forgive me or not. That's your Christian choice, by the way, to overlook the sins of my expletives when I'm attempting to bring you truth and you are literally firebombing me online because you just love a mirror because, you know, well, but he's Israeli and he, and he shares so much truth. A little bit of leaven spoils the entire lump. Now I'm not talking about misinformation and had this been couched by Amir as, Hey, I'm not sure if this is true or not. And it may not be because this is what I know about America and the Constitution and your military. I find this hard to believe, but from a source that I that I can't really disclose right now because I've, listen, I have those sources too. And my sources know I do not disclose them for anyone. Because that is sacred ground. Because people's lives are at stake. And so if I can't keep a source, and I'm not even a journalist, I'm a commentator. But it, So I didn't take the same, quote, professional oath of, of ethics, but I do, that's my personal constitution. That is an ethical boundary with me. Don't ask me for my source or sources unless they've granted me permission. You can ask any person on either side of the aisle, friend or foe, enemy, you can ask any of my enemies if I've ever quoted them or outed them. Hold on. There's one exception. There's one exception in my career. I'll tell you exactly who it is. Jordan Fuchs of the Secretary of State's office here in the state of Georgia and Gabe Sterling. Because they absolutely lied their asses off. There's another expletive. They absolutely lied whenever it came to mocking the election night fiascos, what happened, told me we did not have Dominion voting machines. Uh, they knew that it wasn't a water main break. It was a toilet leak. Made fun of people for leaving because they were just dumb enough to leave. Well, the president shouldn't have told everybody to show up and vote. The president, you know, it's the president's fault because they're both never Trumpers. And I told Jordan on that call that this was off the record and I didn't report it. I talked about it. 
because I saw the attacks against honest people, against the president. I saw them hunkering down in that office like a band of ticks, just sucking off of each other's blood, off of each other's backs. And so, yeah, there, I disclosed a source. I disclosed a conversation. I don't like doing that. I do not make a practice of doing that. But I'd had just about enough of these two running around WAPO and Fox News and every other station in the world whining, complaining, lying. When I had private conversations with these people, and I know how those conversations went. And you're talking about the integrity of the vote, a matter of national security. Yes, I'm giving up that source whenever it comes to that level of malfeasance. Yeah. Yeah. So this is serious stuff because some of you have followed this guy and you'll follow many other golden calves right over the cliff while torpedoing people like me or others who may give you a disclaimer of, hey, I don't know if this is right or not. My sources have said this. I can't disclose my sources, but I trust them. You trust me. But let me tee this up by saying I know what the Constitution, I know what the military's oath is to. It is to the Constitution. And and let's talk further from that standpoint. This is what was said. I don't know whether or not to believe that. It does not seem plausible to me. But you know what? Amir has nothing to lose. What does Amir have to lose? Amir's in Israel. What does Amir have to lose? Or wherever Amir is at the moment. But but where is Amir? What does he have to lose if we all turn on each other and we don't trust our own military? Let me ask you that. I don't know if he's an American citizen, if he's an Israeli-American. I have no idea. I don't care. This is disinformation. And it should be discarded, trashed, flushed in the toilet. He owes you an apology, America. I am, listen to me. I've ministered to thousands of people right now who are at their wit's end, who did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ and looked to other people or who were offended by religious institutions. And they have been lost since November 3rd. They feel betrayed by their party because you have been. They feel duped by the system because you have been. You feel failed by the courts because you have been. You have you had no idea that you were sitting on top of a mountain of crap called freedom of the United States. Look at us. Our government's so well put together. Ha, joke's on us. And here it is for all of us to see it. And some people just can't handle the truth. Greatest line ever. You can't handle the truth. Veins popping out of his forehead. I know exactly how you feel, buddy. You think it's been easy for me to take some truth pills lately? You think I haven't choked as they go down some days? As I've discovered things about myself, about people I trusted, people I thought I knew, people have been in my home I've broken bread with, I've donated to, I put my professional reputation on the line for, I supported publicly, privately. I mean, hello? Are you kidding me? I have gone through months of what the hell? Who do I trust? And God has been so faithful with Monica, 
look to me, look to me, look to me. I will give you discernment. Ask and you shall receive. Knock, it will be open. Seek, you will find me. Ask for my wisdom. I will pour her out upon you. And lo and behold, he does. And people show up who have wisdom and knowledge greater than mine who have understanding of systems, who have been on the earth longer than I have, who can who can explain things and connect dots for me that I've never understood, opened up a whole other world to me through military relationships and all kinds of relationships that are here to benefit you. I don't say that proudly to gloat. I say it because it's all here to benefit you. So when I come out online and I say, in anger, and I'm sorry to offend you at times, but the house is burning, and I see you standing there in the fire. I don't want you to turn on our military. I don't want you to go to bed at night thinking that there's not a single institution in this country, and 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 I I don't want you, including the church, for gosh sakes. But I'm telling, especially the church. But the church is broken. We're broken. And I'm telling you guys, God dealt with me a few years ago during a season of my life where I I thought I could be cute and get away with living one way while preaching and teaching another. And I didn't I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't want to be a hypocrite, and God knew that, so he dealt with me. He did. He dealt with me pretty harshly, actually. I mean, swiftly, like he disciplined me like a good father would. He got that rod of that staff and was like, get back over there in this lane before you jump over a cliff into the fiery flames of, you know, a living hell. But David said, for those of you who are living in that bed right now, I want you to hear me and hear me clear. I don't care what all the prosperity gospelers have told you. Old Creflo Dollar likes to tell people on the regular. You know, well, if God brought you to it, if you got yourself into this, then you're going to have to get yourself out. All that is a bunch of ghetto fabulous lies. While he's sporting around on his jet, you better flush that stuff. David said, if I make my bed in hell, who's there with me? He didn't say the tooth fairy. He didn't say Joe Biden. He didn't say Facebook. He didn't say my neighbor. He didn't say Pastor Joe, Prophet, you know, Yahoo. He said, God. He didn't say your kids, your dog, your bank account, your car, your house, your makeup, your Botox, your cute butt implants, your jeans, your shoes. He didn't say any of that. Your professional reputation. He said, if I make my bed in hell, you will be there with me. You know why? Because that's just how faithful God is. And I say that with absolute certainty. Because he's been there in my hell that I've created. And I've created enough hell in my own lifetime to last me two lifetimes. Nevertheless. Involved in my own stuff a few years ago. And God dealt with me. So I don't take this stuff lightly. And he doesn't either. I don't take my voice lightly. I don't take this microphone lightly. I don't take your ears and your mind and your heart lightly at all. And I'm not perfect, and I'm probably going to cuss, and I'm going to get misinformation, and I'm going to muck it up, and I'm not going to know you know, the preamble of this or the 50th amendment to that. I mean, there, these are, there are things that I'm happy to learn and look up, and that's just me. 
I'm not a scholar on anything other than truth and mercy have kissed. That's what I'm a scholar on. Spiritual warfare. And that's what you're living, ladies and gentlemen. I would have done very well under a General Patton. General MacArthur, actually, probably better. But I I understand he was a mean bastard. Uh, he, he, was, he was censured, basically. He was reprimanded for being just an SOB, General Patton, um, slapping the pee out of somebody. You know, he didn't, he didn't make time. He was like, gentlemen, we're at war, okay? And so, or I love Churchill. God almighty. My first interview, short story. My first interview ever was Winston Churchill, Sir Churchill's great-grandson, Jonathan Sands. God rest his soul. He was my first interview. It was amazing. And he had just completed his book, God and Churchill. And I was like, well, duh. My show was faith, life, and politics. So how about that? (laughs) It's pretty synergistic. And I, you know, do what I do. I'm usually two degrees of separation away from anyone. So I get in touch with Jonathan Sands. His brother lives here in the state of Atlanta. And I reach out to Jonathan. I'm like, I got to talk to you about your book. And we hit it off. Wonderful, wonderful soul. And he loved his great grandpapa. Oh, my gosh. And would tell stories. And there's nothing like getting firsthand accounts. You know, not reading the book. Like you're literally getting it from someone who, uh, firsthand accounts of stories, rather, of who just read through journals, uh, you know, just had just up close and personal and had a love affair of his heart with his great grandpa and his, in, in his spirit and in, in the stories and his power and his McCrudginess, you know, and his scotch and, and, you know, he was just a sourpuss, right? Just like, uh, how he's depicted is exactly how Jonathan spoke of him, but he was brilliant and he loved God. And sure, he made some interesting choices throughout his war career and peace career. No one expected him to walk on water. But some of you think Amir walks on water because Amir posted this. And I'm picking on Amir because Amir is the one who gave you disinformation and you opened right up and swallowed it. And now it's down in your little bellies. And now you all believe that the military of the United States of America actually swears an oath to something other than the Constitution, which is dead wrong. And you need to know that because if they swear an oath to anything else, y'all need to be taking some of this to task. Not just sitting around creating memes about it and firing shots at me because I brought you the truth. Jonathan Sands, a gentleman, scholarly, gentle soul, wonderful man, died way too young in my humble opinion. And he would speak of his great-grandpapa, And he wasn't bothered by his personality. He was a man created and fashioned for such a time as that. And people would get hung up on the fact that he just wasn't statesmanly. He said the P word 20 years ago. You know who I'm talking about. You cannot get over yourselves for sanctimony. And if this is not resonating with you, you're like, oh boy, she's on fire tonight. Good. Awesome. We're on the same team. But but if I'm hitting you right between the eyes with this, yeah, I'm talking to you. 
And if you called into my show, if I was taking live callers, we'd be having the same conversation, honey. Because some things are just too important to be silly and to be dumb and to be ignorant. And some of you are just willfully ignorant. I'm still getting letters from people. Well, the GOP said this and and the GOP, you know, I mean, my God, my buddy, uh, Javon, love Javon. What did he just put on Twitter? I'm going to read this to you. I mean, this is sick. This is how sick our country is. You ready? So here's Javon. Not sure which my, which my most sinking feeling moment ever, question mark, one, when 2020 election tally stopped to resume in the morning, or number two, finding out that the GOP folks participated in working to undermine the 2020 vote and Arizona, and hashtag Arizona, hashtag scan the ballots, hashtags I want, I want to puke. Who can anyone trust? God help us. Hashtag Jovan Hutton. Pulitzer. Who can anyone trust? God help us. And you guys are focused, some of you are focused on the wrong thing. You're more upset about somebody using an expletive to make their point or someone who tweets and constantly, you know, outs the mainstream media for the exact reprobate pieces of crap they are. And that's exactly what they are. They're literally criminal giving you the information, the disinformation they give you in order to wage war as a matter of national security. Information is a matter of national security. Each is some of that. And if it's not, it should be. I know sometimes it has a civil implication and criminal implication, but it should be criminal. It it should be disinformation, like propaganda, anything that would be a matter of national security. And let me tell you, and and the left, the left is already running down the field with this. Because like I said, who do you think's been programming AI algorithms? Patriot. Uh, battle, war, freedom, constitution, Trump, voter integrity, voting integrity, 2020, 2024, um, uh, I'm trying to think, Melania, you know, I mean, just think of things that align with, you know, flag, kneeling, anti-Black Lives Matter, you know, I mean, just think about, you know, peace, I mean, think of the most obvious patriotic term and then and think of the least most obvious patriotic term and think about somebody who could flip your words on you in a matter of no time and take you into a criminal court proceeding because they just, you know, hey, we've seen you use this word one too many times and we think what you're saying. They did it to President Trump the last 20 days of his presidency, of this particular presidency. You know, uh, he, uh, the president, president Trump says that he's calling for peace. We think what he's really saying is join us at the Capitol on January the 6th to storm the Capitol. This is the sick amount of reprobation that we live in, in this country. Who can you trust God and the spirit of God and wisdom? And here's the deal. 
if you are asking God every morning for his wisdom to rain down on you, he's already prompt. You don't have to take it from me. Just do it and you'll see. And then what will happen is because he said, ask for my wisdom and I will pour it out liberally for you. Liberally, which means without measure, I will pour, I will lather that stuff on you like a, a great greased peanut butter sandwich. I hate skimpy peanut butter sandwiches. They're the worst. So you got to pile that stuff on like a half inch thick. I'm from the South. And so half inch thick, some, some honey, great piece of soft, mushy bread. <laughs> right? I'll liberally apply wisdom to you without finding fault. Why is that important? I'm going to minister to you right now, and then I'm going to let you go. It's Friday night. I want you to go enjoy your family and your friends. Many of you are so busy finding fault with everyone else because you don't feel worthy of pulling up a chair to your creator's table. He has prepared a a wisdom-filled meal for you through his word that he will confirm through others so that your sources become, you know, God's people pouring into you. I pray for wisdom. I ask for wisdom. I ask to be shown things. I count on you guys to email me and encourage me and give me information that I don't have that you think would be helpful. I do that because I I need you. I need your information. I need your wisdom because God pours out, you know, different things and ideas and sources and information to different people. But it's all within the harmony of the scriptures, within the harmony of truth. His gotcha moments are always to reveal things for justice and liberty to prevail. And Satan's reason for revealing a thing is to usually condemn you and to adjudicate something prematurely without all of the information, with disinformation. He's a liar. He is the author of confusion and he's the father of lies. So it's important for you to show up. When Paul says, come boldly before the throne of grace, right? And to come through the blood of Jesus. Why is that important? Because Jesus sits on the mercy seat. So if you're coming in the name of Jesus, in faith that Jesus has, will, and will forever forgive you for everything you could possibly think of doing, and you bring your contrite and humble self before the Lord, and you say, hey, I don't understand something. I need wisdom about this, Father. Things of your kingdom, kingdom principles. I need wisdom. And by the way, I need your wisdom on this matter that's happening in my county, this happening in my city, this happening in my state, this happening in the Capitol, in the White House, or the Dark House. I mean, because I, I don't even know. The lights are on in that place past 11 p.m. or until 11 p.m. I think they have one of those little Walmart timers, the dollar store timer, and they just turn on a light in the Oval Office at 11 every night. <laughs> so wisdom, he will pour it out on you without finding fault. That's important. I really want you to receive that this weekend. Please, I'm sure many of you have so much weighing you down, burdening you, sins, 
things you're wrapped up in right now that have got you so tied down. Some of you are lying, you're stealing, you're cheating. There's all kind. I mean, you know what? You're you're living the great, you know, human fleshy life. It is not too late for you to stop right where you are and just admit that you're kind of enjoying what you're doing, even though even though you know it's destructive, and you would rather turn and go in a righteous direction because you know that's the pathway to liberty. Something and someone may feel good, smell good, taste good. And you, some of you guys are involved in business deals that you know are wrong. You know it's going to cost you. You have a you have this horrible feeling in your gut. You know it's wrong, and but you're like, oh yeah, but the kids go to private school, and she likes to shop too much, and we got the country club that we got to pay for, and or we got the four wheeler we want to buy, and you know I need a, another box of cigarettes, or you know. I don't know. The trailer needs new wheels. I don't know what your life story is. It doesn't really matter to me. We're all human. We all bleed red and we all struggle with the same sin. Some of you are hating on me right now. You feel like I'm preaching to you. You're just so, you're just so mean. You're just not nice. Again, the house is burning. Let me ask you, if your house was on fire, would you care if your fireman was mean whenever he yanked your arm out of socket to pull you out of a burning house? Probably not. I don't know. Some of you are so bitter and litigious, you probably would. Seriously, I'm just being real. But generally speaking, most of us, when we realize that we're broken and we're hurt and we need direction, we're lost, we're confused. Um, You know, when someone stops to offer us help, most of us are not going to bite the hand that feeds us. And I'm not trying to feed you a bad meal. I don't know Amir. I'll be honest with you until he apologizes to you. I don't need to know Amir. I don't care if he walks on water, if he's, if he can call frogs forth, you know, remember the magicians were really good at performing the same miracles uh, that Moses could. So just remember that. And it wasn't until that water turned to blood that everybody was like, Oh my Lord. (laughs) I think we're dealing with something other than magic (laughs) and hoodoo voodoo stuff and the crystal ball. And, you know, so you guys don't think Satan has power. That's kind of funny to me that you don't think he can duplicate and replicate things. I mean, it's something that we make fun of the Chinese for. I know I've experienced that in business with the Chinese and I love Chinese people. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about, you know, dastardly CCP people who have never had uh, an authentic uh, uh, original idea a day in their lives. That's why they steal our IP. They steal your great inventions and our great inventions and great technology and great ideas. Um, you know, and they want our land. They want our land to provide for their own people and resources. It's not rocket science. And that doesn't make me mean. It doesn't make me unchristian. It makes me honest. It makes me living with my eyes wide open. It makes me wise. Because God poured out the wisdom that I asked for. Not because I'm so smart. Trust that. And I want to thank you all for emailing me, correcting me, uh, for challenging me, for inspiring me, educating me. I'm cool with all of that because I do take what you say and I weigh it and I go search it out and I find it for myself. And if you're wrong, then okay, fine. Um, You don't hurt my feelings. But what bothers me greatly is when I see you attack me and you act as if I can't see what you're writing about me because of how I've presented something to you as opposed to what. 
in a time of war. See, I said that word again. I, I don't even know if I added that to the algorithm, but I don't know how many times I've said that during this podcast, but you can rest assured there's a little AI program out there that knows. <laughs> and someone else has probably been alerted because they're like, oh, she must be planning. It. I mean, I have to add disclaimers to every single thing I write and say because people are literally uh, emboldened by the devil to turn the truth into a lie and to turn lies into truth. So I love you. I'm done. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. I have a belated birthday dinner this evening. I'm very excited about that. My birthday is gone on for like the whole year. And I want to encourage you to enjoy your families. Sit down with those babies. Start reading the Constitution to them. Make it fun. Get some games that are fun. You know, whatever that stupid flip your phone over on your forehead thing is, that's fun. Make it historical. Do history with them. Get engaged. So what? You look stupid. Or, you know, maybe they've been brainwashed by the television to think that you are dumb and you're the dad. Well, get in there and unbrainwash them. Quit letting them watch that crap. Get up and play games with them. Sit down on the floor. Go paint your daughter's toenails. You know, I was going to say let her paint yours, but I'm not from that generation. So, um, yeah, and I don't mean to shame anybody who does, but, I, you know, what I'm saying is connect. Quit being afraid of your offspring, for God's sakes, and for your great offspring. You know, God's entrusted them to you. If he didn't think that you were a good pick for your children and your grandchildren, he wouldn't have picked you, but he did. Until next time. I'll be back Monday, God willing. Great don't rise and Keisha's Atlanta it hasn't completely just self-imploded. <sighs> I'm looking for farmland. Where should I move? You guys write to me and tell me. What part of America do I want to live in? I love this song. I love you. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, quit following a mirror and act like one. 